This podcast is brought to you by Grace Harden, Gracie Shafter, and Lizzie Altman. Today we will be discussing the story and death of Chris McCannellis from the book Into the Wild, written by John Krakow. Okay, so the first question that we're going to address is um, John Krakauer, a biased author. So John Krakauer um, wrote Into Thin Air, um, and it is about a story of him climbing Mount Everest. Um, and by doing this, he kind of was experiencing what Chris went through. He went through this big journey, and um, it kind of gave us this um, idea that he is a biased author because he was able to experience that life that Chris lived, and he really enjoyed it. Um, He was writing this book to show that Chris was this resilient survivor who um, wanted to make a life for him, for himself, and so he um, went out and followed his dream and um, lived this amazing, courageous life. I agree with Grace because um, the author, Krakauer, he really just... He has a free spirit, and, like, he, in all his other books, he, like, goes and pursues, and he, like, lives the story of the story that he's telling, so he really, like, puts himself, like, in those person's shoes, and with Chris's story, he backtraced where Chris went, so he, like, started in Alaska, and he went backwards, and he, like, interviewed all these people, and he, like, really got a feel for what Chris was, like, trying to, like, see and, like, so I agree with both Gracie and Grace. Um, Krakauer really wanted to put the readers of Chris's life in um, Krakauer's shoes because people thought that Chris was insane or that he didn't have any connection to reality. And um, Krakauer really wanted to show the readers that Chris was like adventurous and was doing this for a good reason. He wasn't just doing this out of insanity. Um, more evidence that proves this point is that his sister, um, Corrine McCandless, she wrote a book, The Wild Truth, and in this book she talked about um, their um, childhood and how they were abused by their parents and they were kind of stuck in this terrible life. Um, and in the end, she talks about how she actually talked to Krakauer um, and told him about the abuse before he wrote the book Into the Wild. And um, I thought it was interesting how he didn't in- include that abuse in Into the Wild. And I think that the reason why he did that is because he didn't want his readers to see Chris McCandless as um, a victim to abuse who was running away from his parents. He saw McCandless after going through his life and taking um, all the steps that Chris did to interview people and stuff like that. Um, He saw Chris as this um, person who wanted to make a life for himself and not be um, held down by the abuse and he um, wanted to find a life for himself. I definitely agree with Gracie's evidence. I think Krakauer didn't put Chris's story into his own story because he didn't want to put Chris in the victim spot. He wanted the world to believe that Chris was a strong, independent person. The second question that we're discussing is, is Chris admirable or disgraceful? 
We think that he was also influential in a mental way. He got up one day and decided to fight for what he wanted. Most people don't have the guts to do that their whole life and to throw their whole life away at such a young age and go and start a whole new one. Chris definitely owed a good explanation to the people who love him and he owes them a goodbye because even though he hasn't been there very much throughout his childhood, he definitely owed the people who cared about him and who raised him a goodbye or at least a thank you for raise, raising him. Um, this question can be equally fair between the options given. You could say Chris is admirable for going out and doing what he wanted to fight for something that is important to him, but people could also argue that Chris is disgraceful because he ran away from his whole life with no note or anything left behind for his loved ones to know where he went. But in my opinion, I think that he was um, admirable because I definitely couldn't run away and throw my whole life away. Um, I definitely kind of disagree, but agree with Lindsay in the same way. I do think that he owes, like, his loved ones an explanation for why he left, but at the same time, it was more of, like, a his decision t to make, and you can't, like, make decisions with other people when that's what your heart wants to do, and obviously his heart was, like, in it. He really wanted to, like, just be on his own. He went against, like, everyone's, like, ideals that they had for him. And so he really like pushed back, but with his sister, I think that he might have should have like left a note or something, because they he and his sister like they loved each other very much. They're going through the same situation, same different things, but he left her and like leaving her at such a young age, and like he was so much older, it kind of just like sees like who he was and what his intentions was. Yeah, I agree with Lindsay and Grace. Um, he can definitely be seen both ways, um, admirable or um, some people might really dislike him in a way. And I think that um, Grace kind of hit it on the point when she said that he owed his sister a goodbye. Um, I definitely agree with that because they went through such a difficult thing at such a young age and um, they were each other's support and she talks about that in her book. Um, but he also, um, I don't think he owed his parents anything because of how they treated him when he was younger. That is his decision to make. Um, but. He also is very admirable in just the sense that he went off and um, kind of went against the social norms and um, did amazing things in his life and did these really um, dangerous things as well. What does it mean to be good and who decides what is good? Um, I think that everyone has their own definition of what good is. You can't really define what good is because everyone has their own opinion everyone has their own definition um, the way that you're raised is definitely a big factor because when you're raised you are raised to think what your parents think is good and you have like your basic your basic good definition like you're kind you're caring you're helpful but what is true good you can't define what true good is and even in the book, um, chapter 13, um, his sister says that she describes their relationship with their parents as extremely good. And that could, that could be good for her, like in her situation. Um, improvement, even, even if it's small, could 
that could be good for her. And so I think your definition is depending on how you were raised and what situation that you're currently in or that you've been in. Just how you live your life is how you define what good is. Yeah, I agree. I think that morally people should know right from wrong. There is always um, that moral understanding of, okay, this I shouldn't be doing because it's dangerous or because my parents have told me not to do it. Um, it really comes down to also who tells us what is good. Um, I think a par your parents are big factors in telling you um, what you should and shouldn't do, and they also enforce it by um, punishments, whether it's losing your iPad or something. Um, and so as at a younger age, you're more dependent on your parents and they are telling you what is good. But as you start to grow up, you start to experience different things in your life. And that is kind of the point where you decide what is good for yourself. It is your morals that you have and um, no one else can change those. Um, and <clears throat> I think that you kind of learn from your mistakes and you decide what is good and what is bad. So I agree with both of them that you basically decide what is good and you grow up believing what is good. But I think that everyone has a different definition of what is good for each person. There will always be someone who... Um, is against what you think is good, no matter what you think. Um, it can also depend on religion or where you live. Um, for example, in Japan or China, it's respectful to slurp your noodles when you eat them. But here in America, it's considered rude. Um, that's just a prime example of one aspect of what is good and what isn't good. Um, but like uh, Grace said, it kind of depends on where you live and like how you grew up and what you have to experience to decide what is good for yourself. But I also think you can't decide what is good for someone else. It's for them to decide, not for you to decide. With that, Chris McCandless, with his story to begin with, like he did not go do this crazy story for a book to be written about him. He didn't even know that there was going to be a book. And now that there is a book, um, all these people, they're judging and they're saying that, that his story isn't good. Like what he did was not good. Leaving his family without notice or disrespecting people or taking different laws and like not wanting to obey them, burning the money and stuff like that. Like that isn't what to, to some people isn't good. But to him, like that was his good. Like that's what he thought that was morally correct. He just like lived on with his life with what good was and he was cruising through but not really thinking about how what other people thought of him and like that's what he wanted to do. Okay and so now we're going to talk about the biggest question that's been stumping our class for a while. It's um, what is Chris McCandless's fatal flaw? So we think that his fatal flaw was how he didn't take time to understand anything. He was upset with the status quo that the human society was um, giving him, and so he um, rebelled from it. And in doing that, he also lost a lot of his human relationships, and he kind of didn't care for that. He didn't want them in a way. Um, <clears throat> he was ignorant in that situation, 
um, where he kind of just left the people that he loved hanging and um, he didn't have any long-term relationships with his loved ones or anything like that. I agree with Gracie on this. From a young age, I think Chris McCandless really didn't like the way that the government was making things or how school had so many rules or that he had to follow a rule wherever he was during whatever part of the day. And I think that really pushed him to go against the government and burn money and go against the status quo. And like Gracie said, he had trouble maintaining relationships. And I think that was one of the biggest reasons why he left, because it was better for him to be alone than to be surrounded by people who he couldn't communicate with. Bouncing off of what Lindsay said and Grace said, um, and there's a quote in chapter six that says, the 81-year-old man took the brash 24-year-old Vega Bond's advice to heart. Franz placed his furniture and most of his other possessions in the storage locker, bought a GMC Dernavan, outfitted it with bunks and camping gear, and then moved out to the apartment and set up camp on the Bahagada. Um, this shows how he didn't really see how it affected other people because um, Franz, he even wanted to adopt McCandless and like take him in as like his son because he never really um, had that connection because that was like taken away from him when his like wife and his kid died and so he really just wanted to like see and like take McCandless in and like having McCandless just like get up and leave and he was gonna leave him without even saying anything but Fran said you know what like I'll I'll drive you like the furthest I can go and you can walk from there and it just like broke Franz's heart to even like when McCandless died how it affected him like he just took his um, McCandless advice and like went and lived on his own and just did him yeah, I agree. Um, in Have You Read This Into the Wild, it's a podcast. Um, they talk about when Chris was in school and he um, <clears throat> was told to write in a certain format for this class the whole year. And he completely refused and would not do it. And um, because of this, he failed the class. And this kind of shows how um, stubborn he was when it came to um, not wanting to follow the social norms. That concludes the podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time. We post every Friday.